Hey, yo, you pokey fanatics! It's me, Ben, back again to do a rap. Like I'm Ben. I'm not here to rap. I'm here to talk about Pokemon Sword and Shield. Well, more specifically, my playthrough of Pokemon Shield, which I am still enjoying so much. Uh, if you're new to this little mini series, there are. Uh, two more episodes, three more episodes uh, previous to this. This is episode four, where I go through the start of the game, where I go through the first gym challenge and gym leader Milo. So you might want to go back and listen to them before you listen to this, unless, you know, you like listening to non-canonical order of things and stuff. But before I get into our second gym and third gym battles, uh, I just want to plug Hack the Dino and our Critical Path, which is our video game news nonsense variety show that you can listen and watch. Uh, you can listen to it on any podcast app, such as the one you're listening to this now, or you can get, head on over to youtube.com backslash hackthedino, and you can watch our faces spit out words in some order that you may find pleasing. So please head on over to youtube.com backslash hackthedino for more fun games and frivolity. I don't know what frivolity means. I hope it's a good thing. Let's just pretend it is. Okay, so we finished the last episode with our battle against Milo, which again I just one-shotted because I was told he was a grass-type Pokemon trainer, so I just got a, uh, a Cover Squire and uh, plucked him out of existence. But the Dynamax was cool, being a massive uh, fan of Kaiju and Ultraman and Godzilla and all those awesome Japanese things, it was great to see big giant animals sort of stand and look at each other. That was really cool. Would have been even better if it was like a real fighting game or knocking down buildings, but that's a very different game. So we come out of the gym and we are headed along route number five, uh, where we encounter the nursery. Uh, so nursery's there, breeding's there. Of course, breeding was always going to be there. It was confirmed before uh, this uh, release that the nurseries were going to be there and breeding was still going to be a part of the game, much to all those negative people's uh, rantings and ravings. I'll talk about them on the show this week, don't worry about that. Critical Path, look it up. Uh, but along Route 5, Nursery's there, you go inside, and there's a new little baby dinosaur frog-type Pokemon sitting next to someone. And they go, oh, we just hatched this one, do you want it? We don't. And the Pokemon's name is Toxel, it's a little purple, uh, looks almost like a baby Triceratops, which if you uh, watch Hack the Dino, you will well know that... Uh, kind of fun the old triceratopsies uh so i took him and whacked him in my team because he was just as cute as a little baby button uh so he's on my team now and uh, i think he's poison type at the moment wonder what he will evolve into we'll see as we go on uh we come across team yell again defeat them they're pretty easy they've got a, a, Lin a linone the uh galarian Lin not a linone um what is it uh the pre-evolution you know the one the little raccoon dude, Zigazoon. That's him. Thank you. I heard that through time and space and radio waves, so appreciate your help. Uh, so we defeat them and we get the Rotom bike. Now, apparently, last gen, uh, the Alolan generation, people were complaining that they didn't have the bike, which I thought was just, you know, stupid. <laughs> like, if you can move fast, what does it matter if you had the bike or not? But the bike is back. It's got a Rotom attack. It's uh, attack. It's got Rotom attached, and 
You can ride around uh, with electricity coming out your wheels, which is really cool. Uh, also really cool, you can customize, this is a little bit later on, so we're jumping ahead a little bit, but you can customize not only your riding uh, outfit, but you can customize your bike as well, making it uh, sort of like grass green or uh, poison purple, that, that type of thing. And what I also like is actually go around collecting watts. So you might see some Pokemon that glow, and when you capture them, you get their watts. Uh, you also get watts out of the portals that the raids come out of. Um, you can trade those watts to other people in the wild area. Uh, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself, but I'll talk about it now. In the wild area, so you've got people who do digging for you, uh, and they take watts. Uh, you can also go up to people uh, who who take their watts for various other things. Uh, they're dressed like uh, the, the gym challenges. And one of the things you can do there is make your bike go faster for like a thousand watts. And that was really cool. You can actually speed it up. But of course, as you go faster, you tip and turn a lot more. And it's a lot harder to steer. So you have to be really selective where you choose it. Again, it's automatically mapped to the plus button on the switch control. So uh, that kind of, you know, just... Again, I've said it before in the previous episodes, the tightening of all the screws, taking out all the uh, stuff from previous games that didn't quite work or were a little bit of a 1% hindrance. They've just tightened it all up and making this a really smooth and enjoyable game. But I've gotten way ahead of myself. So after we get the rotten bike, uh, we meet Hop on the bridge and we, you know, sort of take him on again, I think. Or do we... No, 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 sorry. No, we just... We don't battle there. We run on into Holbury, which is the next city. Uh, Rose is there. Chairman Rose is there in disguise. Uh, so this is a water city. It's on a waterfront. I wonder if we're going to be facing a water gym trainer. Spoiler, we are. Uh, Alina, which is his assistant, I think. Uh... She shoes away some fans, and Rose is disappointed that she's done this. So Rose obviously likes the spotlight, likes being enamored by all, and Alina's having none of that. She's got she's got bigger things to worry about, like running a multi-billion-dollar corporation that uh, Chairman Rose is in charge of, and I assume owns. Um, so yeah, I reckon Alina's the bad person. She's dressed like she's got a red top on. She's uh, got high heels on. And she wears a scientist cape. And she's always trying to control R Chairman Rose and not letting him have any mu any any fun. Oh, gee whiz. Boy, oh boy, I bet she's the bad person. And I bet she's going to be the one who's trying to use the energy of all these wish stones that Dynamax to resurrect a long dormant Pokemon to stamp all over Galar and, and save it from itself. And, you know, typical Pokemon plot. It's, it's nothing groundbreaking. But whatever. Uh, so he's disappointed. Alina has told him to, uh, sorry, Alina has told us, our player, to meet Chairman Rose at the diner after we have our second badge. Uh, so scrolling around, did some fishing, came across the Aracuda, which I actually really liked because the, um, it's another Pokemon name I've forgotten, but you know, the really dumb blue bird, uh, that spits fish at you. And people were going, well, this new fish that it spits up, that must be a Pokemon as well. Yeah, it is. It's an Aracuda. And it even says in its Pokedex entry that it gets swallowed by the Coruscant or whatever it is. Not Coruscant, that's a planet in Star Wars. Whatever it is. The, the big Kingfisher bird looks like a jerk. Him. Uh, 
My Magikarp evolved, so I now have a big, chompy Gyarados. Now, I mentioned before that it had really high HP and really high defense stats. As soon as it evolved, that completely changed. So now it's back to being a basic stab Pokemon. Uh, won't use him much here now, though, because water on water isn't really a good combination. Um, Nessa is over at the Lighthouse, so go chat to her and get the lead card. Can't go in the Lighthouse for whatever reason. There's a dude talking to a Wingo up top. I'm assuming I'll be able to go up there a little later on. Maybe? Who knows? Uh, and my Tootle evolved at level 22 into a Dreadnought, which is awesome. It's also... It's kind of bittersweet whenever a new Pokemon evolves into its final form, uh, especially this early on, because you don't really have anything to look forward to. Um, I like battling with them. They're a lot of fun, but part of part of it for me, again, because I didn't look at any of the spoilers or any of the Pokédex leaks that came out previous to this, um, I just uh, enjoy seeing what they evolve into, and then, you know, a little bit sad when that journey's over. Uh, so... Yeah, uh, after we meet Nessa at the gym, uh, at the lighthouse, she says, come on over to the gym. So we head on over there. Now, again, you meet the giant Pokeball face guy. I love this dude. I'm going to marry him. He's fantastic. He's just got so much enthusiasm, and he's got a big old Pokeball for a head with a stupid grin on his face. Uh, so you head in there and do the simple puzzle to uh, get your way, make your way into the stadium. It's just a, a, a cog puzzle. You walk along, you press a button, it stops water from one area so you can go to the next area. Basically, rule of thumb for Pokemon games is you go where the trainers are because that's how you solve the puzzle. Now, I had Yamper on my team with Nuzzle and Spark, so I one-shotted all those Pokemon trainers without any hassle whatsoever. Uh, head on in, go up against uh, Nessa, and she has a Goldeen and an Aracuda, which I one-shotted with my Yamper. Then she brought out a Dreadnought. Uh, at this point, Yamper, I think, uh, he fainted, so I took out my Thwacker, and he one-shotted the Dreadnought as well. So, I mentioned this previously in the last episode, that uh, the gym leaders sort of tell you what your next gym challenge is. So on the way there, the Pokemon that will be strong against that gym leader sort of pop up. Uh, so again, a little bit of the hand-helding to help newer players, but that's cool. I mean, uh, you're probably getting, well, hopefully you're getting a fraction of the Pokemon Go database coming into this and uh, sort of experiencing a, a mainstream Pokemon game for the first time. So I understand that you might want to make things a little bit easier for them. But for me, playing the old games, part of the fun was going there finding out what uh, trait... Let me start again, sorry. So one of the things I enjoyed in the Pokemon games was going to a gym and finding out what their typing was. Let's say fire type, for example. Then looking on your team and going, all right, what's strong against fire? Okay, water, rock, cool. What do I have in my team? I don't really have any uh, water type Pokemon. Okay, I'm going to backtrack from where I just came from and go and look for a water type Pokemon. Yeah, it might be a little bit, you know, grindy, but you need to grind in this game in order to get through it. Uh, so that sort of elongated the journey. You'd sort of get there, then have to go back. And this game, it just sort of seems to give you those Pokemon as you head towards that gym. Um, especially knowing what you're going to be up against. It's, it's a lot easier to, uh, to you know 
get get a winning combo, a winning one two buckle your shoe, whatever that means. Uh, do we even have buckles on shoes anymore? It's all Velcro now, isn't it? Yeah, shoes are weird. Uh, after we come out of the gym, Alina is waiting for us uh, and says, "Don't leave the chairman waiting. Come on to the restaurant." So we go to the restaurant, and Sonia is there. They all sit down to a nice dinner, I guess, because there's no food on the table. Uh, and it lasts for about five seconds before they go, right, chairman has to go, and you are then off to Galar Mine 2. But before that, you come across Bede again, that little purple jacket-wearing perm, spouting, arrogant douchebag. Uh, he's added a ponytail to his little uh, psychic br brigade, so uh, I just, you know, used my Gyarados, I think. He had uh, Bite or Crunch and just chomped his way through all his Pokemon again. But again, Bede is like this arrogant little douchebag. He, oh, I was giving you a chance. He's like, well, jog on, Tosspot. Like, really? This this perm-sporting butt munch is, is uh, probably got the most punchable face in any Pokemon series I've ever come across. Uh, however, good thing happened in Galar Mine 2 was that I had a... Uh, God, I can't speak. My Yamper evolved at level 25 into a Boltund. And I named him Michael. His name's Michael Boltund. And he is freaking awesome. He is uh, fast and he's got uh, dark moves and electric moves and nuzzle, which is a paralyzing move. He's a great boy. I really enjoyed him. Um, oh, I uh, came across another Galarian form, a Galarian Stunkfish, which instead of being this sort of wet, soggy fish that just sort of lays on the ground usually, uh, like it did in Pokemon X and Y, um, this one is like a bear trap. You see little half Pokeballs sticking out of the ground, and you go to collect it, and it goes chomp, and like eats you, and even if you don't go towards it and try and sort of swing past it, it jumps out and tries to get you. It's really cool. Uh, still a useless Pokemon, still ugly as hell, but man, that was a that was a nice Galarian form. I really, really, really like Galarian forms. Uh, you find Kabu in the cave. He's just uh, dispatched with some Team Yell people who are trying to just dissuade uh, other gym trainers and such. Anyway. Uh, Kabu, anyway, Kabu dispatches with them, then tells you to come to his gym, so you go back to, uh, Motorspoke City, the big city you were at before, where there was the parade, uh, you head in there, and the trial here is really cool, actually, uh, you're up against other trainers, and you have to get five points. Now, you get five points by either capturing wild Pokemon in this little area or defeating wild Pokemon. If you catch a Pokemon, it's worth two points. If you defeat a Pokemon, it's worth one point. However, you're up against another trainer and they're trying to capture or defeat the Pokemon as well. So, here's the little hack. Uh, if you have quick balls, like most of you would have if you pre-ordered the game, you can just throw a quick ball at the live Pokemon and catch them right off the bat and get into the gym challenge in about a minute and a half. It's really easy, really cool. Alright, it might be pay to win, but um, shut up. Anyway, you go up against Kabu, and he is one of these annoying trainers who uses Will-O-Wisp on all your Pokemon to give you burn damage. So after every move, you take a little bit of burn damage. However, I had a Dreadnought, and he just swept the whole lot of them being water and uh, rock type. He just destroyed Kabu. 
And that was that. Uh, after you come out, the uh, previous three trainers all meet you at the gates and say thank you very much. Um, most people don't get past us. You're really awesome. And good luck on your journey. So with that, we will wind up episode four of Spoilermon. Uh, I'm going to play a little bit more now. We're going to go through Gym 4 and probably Gym 5 uh, in the next episode. Uh, thank you very, very much for listening. Be sure to leave a review and, of course, like, share and subscribe if you like my ranting words. If you want to see my face while I rant, head on over to youtube.com backslash Hack the Dino, and on this week's show, as I said before, I will be giving a full review of Pokemon Sword and Shield. So, until next time your ears bleed to the sound of my volumes, be... Uh, good.